Welcome to Tool Boys, a podcast about three dudes discussing the genius of the 90s sitcom Home Improvement. Join Andrew, Rich, and me, Steve, on our journey to the past as we relive all of the Tim Allen blunders. In addition to our email address, toolboyspodcast at gmail.com, we also have a new website, toolboyspodcast.com. So go there to check out our episode listing, bios, and to contact us. That's toolboyspodcast.com. In our third episode, the boys discuss Season 2, Episode 4 of Home Improvement called Groin Pains. Enjoy. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Three, two. Don't count down. You don't have to count down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of Tool Boys. There you go. Boing. <laughs> um, I am Steve. We got Andrew and Rich. This is the first time I've introduced everyone. Today on our episode three, we will be reviewing season two, episode four of Home Improvement called Groin Pains. Groin Pains. And I picked that. Well, so you know. I picked that specifically based on the episode title. I have, I've, I can't remember this one at all. Rich, do you know what that's, uh, what, what that's a joke on, the name of it? Uh, when a guy has that time oh, of the month. Forget it, forget it, forget it. <laughs> Originally aired October. Yeah. October. <laughs> October. <Rolling> October. <laughs> October 7th, 1992. So this one is technically right before uh, the Halloween episode that we reviewed in, in our first episode. So a little bit out of order, but more or less, it doesn't really matter. All right. So first <clears throat> segment of our show, updates and kind of some quick things. So first of all, we have a website. Now, so last episode we had we had a, a email address. Now we have a website. It is toolboyspodcast.com. Uh, toolboys.com was way too expensive. Uh, it was like two thousand dollars. So I, this I one's like was a homoerotic Ford, Ford website. You know Toolboys. what? I was I googled it at work and I or I, I searched for it. Ooh, at work. I was a little bit a little bit free. <laughs> That's a ballsy work search. Same search off. And then the search, like, yeah, the search for uh, this domain, I had a nice and big on my computer. It was like Two Boys Podcast, and someone came up and saw me. Anyway, you know, so there you know go. what I'm going to do on my work computer? I'm going to. Have you ever been to the WaybackMachine.com? No. It's basically you could put in a, a web address and see, like, you know, pick a date. And see what the content was. So I'm gonna go like you know five, six, seven years back and see Toolboys. what was going on. Toolboys too 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 expensive, but you know it's available right now. And I will report back. Toolboyspodcast.com. There you can find our episodes and our bios. Um, Bios are you know nice and nice and cute. Uh, And then you can also contact us. uh, Email you know well more through the contact page. You can email and questions, comments, that type of thing. All right. I noticed that your bio made sure to put that you have a PhD. Yes. Well. So I'd like to get your sister on here. <laughs> I hear her quote say, you're not smart. You're just really good at one thing. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. She said, you're a try hard who is really good at one thing. And I was like, man, your sister. <laughs> she just comes out of work every once in a while and she just she says five five words a day and she, she just just berates you you know it's funny now i think i'm just happy have... she was talking i don't know i think i think now we have the opposite problem andrew your volume is incredibly loud yeah it's like clipping right. let me try this hold on Watch. yeah calm down bro yep we lose him anyway i want to keep i want to keep going so okay. <clears throat> last Episode, we've got to address the popcorn thing. Uh, there was no popcorn last episode spilling, which again, this is this Mandela effect thing. There is no popcorn spilling this episode, so we're three for free. Three, I'm back. Having oh, there we go. Oh, I love that. So, wait, if 
How do I sound as right now? It's fine. How about now? That's better. Yeah. So, no popcorn this episode or last episode. So, I don't know what's going on. Um, I want to put in a new thing about how Tim screws up Wilson's advice. So that's a running gag. You can kind of clip that in. And so this episode, he definitely screwed it up. That might be every episode. I thought for a second, I was like, yeah, sometimes Wilson, but he, Wilson might be in almost every episode. So that's good. But yeah. And sometimes there, I've noticed there isn't always like a a Halloween episode. There really wasn't any advice. Um, But yeah, when, when there is advice, he tends to screw it up. Um, I just found this out. It looks like home improvements going off Hulu. So I don't know. Oh, that's oh, is probably to uh, Disney Plus. Yep, just gonna say yeah. Now it's stupid. See, Baby Yoda. Hey, crap. Cypress. Mandalorian. Jango Fett. Jango Fett babysits him. It's not Jango Fett. I I can't get into it. All right. It's essentially the babysitter separate podcast with Jango Fett. Uh, So you're getting him fired up because you're talking about Star Wars and can't do that. You know, you know how it it affects him. That's the rich moment of Star Wars, four hours. Uh, it affects me emotionally. It affects me uh, mentally. Cool. It affects me physically. It uh, affects me sexually. All right. <laughs> All of it. Sounds <laughs> like a personal problem. <laughs> uh, we also have a segment on the show with you know guest stars, and, and we talked about Pam Anderson. But one thing we didn't mention is that she also was big on Baywatch. So we forgot to mention that. Oh, but, uh, at the same so, time? Yeah, Rich, if you want to do a little Googling and figure out the timing of when she was on Baywatch, that'd yeah, be great. Yeah, I'm on it. All right, so episode synopsis, we're going to dive in here. Uh, in a one-word sentence, really, or two words, um, I'm just going to quickly says that this episode, Tim pulls his groin trying to impress Jill. He then lies about it. Uh, and then that's basically the episode. Um, there's also a subplot where Andy lands the lead role as Peter Pan in the school's play. So that's really the episode in a nutshell, and then we're going to get into it one by one and talk about it. All right, here we go. And, Rich, see if any of this rings a bell. Um, You said that you forgot about it, but maybe something will come back to you. So the episode opens with tool time, as it usually does, to Tim on a jackhammer. Um, he is demonstrating dangerous noise levels with common tools. So jackhammer being one of them. He gives examples of two different saws being high decibels, high noise. And then of course, his third joke being the mother-in-law is uh, well above those noise levels. Um, it's, a, it's a picture of a like an opera singer, of an opera singer the, the yeah. woman Valkyrie opera singer, and then he makes a face and does the whole thing. Oh, and wait, yeah, that's was, was she, you know, not skinny? She wasn't was thin. A stab in the dark, Rich. No, she I think a, I think I actually, I, you know, that, that whole <laughs> shtick. No, that's that's actually ringing a bell. All right, good. Well, already right. off the bat. So then they're demonstrating protecting you're hearing with earmuffs so of course they have these these noise kind of canceling earmuffs so they both put them on to demonstrate and then tim walks over to the jackhammer and says hey al like give me some power and of course al doesn't hear him because he has these headphones on so then tim starts making fun of al behind his back and the whole joke is that al can actually hear him and goes to plug it plug in the jackhammer when Tim is least, least suspecting it and it goes off and Tim's all kind of, you know, sidetracked or, or caught off guard. You see, he tur- Tim turns the camera and goes, okay, ladies. And he starts talking to like the, the female crowd about Al's look, which is very confusing because there's two women in the whole crowd. And he's like, oh, that beard and that flannel. And he's like, come on, you know, like, what, are you, what is he doing with that? When that is... Honestly, every guy you see right now, that's me. As I sit well, here, yeah, I'm wearing that's, a that's funny. beard. I, I, it has, yeah, well, it's funny. I diff- different times. I did, I did think about that. That plaid, flannel, and beards are very in, and Tim's making fun of them. And Tim's clothing isn't really much no, to that, about. So, white wash yeah. jeans, 
tucked in shirt, blue blazer. Tim looks like an idiot. Well, that's, by, again, it's 1993, so. By the way, I don't want to get too off top, top about this, but I have noticed another trend where Tim kind of does a uh, Mr. Rogers type thing where sometimes we'll see him backstage and he's actually putting on his sport coat, his, his jacket, like a suit jacket, um, right before they go on stage. And as soon as they get outside... As soon as they enter the tool time set, they welcome, and he takes his jacket off. He gives every it time. to Al, and Al goes and hangs it up. It's like every no, single time. He it's just, and then, hmm. he, then he puts his tool bed on um, after he's already been introduced. And it's like a, I don't know if he gets that from the very, you know, Mr. Rogers thing where he's coming in and changing his shoes. And uh, he also does this when he comes home. If you'll notice, a lot of times when he, when he re-enters the Taylor house, He's not wearing a suit or tie. He is wearing more casual clothes. Um, so I don't, Do you I don't think, know. I bet he's having an affair. I'm just oh, ooh, ooh. with yeah. Anderson. Uh, yeah. That's what next, that next episode when he has that's he- right. hepatitis. That's that's that episode. <laughs> I guess you can say I he really he really jacked that up. Get it? You know, because he was using a jackhammer before. Boy, uh, there's the sound. What do you want? A <laughs> uh, sl- uh, slide whistle. That boom. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> so there's the tool time set opening, and now we're in the Taylor house. Jill is packing up a trunk full of books. She has an 1850s steamer trunk for yes. no reason. <laughs> and there's leather her, and there's straps. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, hope, yeah. Do you really need a reason to have that? It sounds I do. Cool. I have one. I keep, I keep blankets in it. I, I'm not saying that they don't have a use, but Detroit, Jill, I don't know. One, Detroit, of her opening, oh. one of her opening lines is something about packing up all of these encyclopedias, which, oof, 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 talk about outdated. Dated, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Remember, remember, encyc- uh, remember encyclopedias, boys. Yeah, encyclopedia salespeople. Don't get me Ugh. talking. They come out see every that? year. You have to buy the set, the whole thing. Did you guys see what I did there? Gender neutral. What? I said what? salespeople. Oh, there you go. Did <laughs> oh, you ever figure out when just... when when was Pam Anderson on uh, Watch? She yeah, she actually started in 1992, and she was on it. Until 1997, honestly, 110 episodes. That's probably CJ why she stopped, she stopped uh, this show because after yeah, this she season, got that. She, yeah. Um, we find out that Randy got the lead in Peter Pan. He's very excited, as is Jill. Um, and then Tim notices that as Jill is packing up all these books, that that these these books are really cheesy romance novels. So he starts making fun of her. He reads a line from one of the novels and Jill admits that she likes cheesy romance novels. Um, so this kind of gets, you know, Tim thinking about why is my wife reading about these younger hunky men and not the fender. So she says they're, she, she says they're so well written. She does say that, that they're well written. Yeah, but that's, that's the joke, a that they're not. <laughs> they're not. And I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, 1993, these, these stupid books are coming out, and there's these big series. And I remember in the Newtown Book and Record Exchange, I don't know, Steve, you remember the whole back of it with a series of these awful romance novels. They're like oh, yeah, 50 they're like, to 20. They're, like they're tiny little books, tiny print. Yeah, they always have like a smell pages. to them. They well, stink like in this 25 minute thing. Sounds yeah. like under his rough exterior, Tim is. Uh... Uh, a little uh, unsure of himself, self-conscious. Oh, well, he's, I, I'm trying to pinpoint his age right now. So I want to say 44, 45. He could be anywhere between 30 and 60. Yeah. You could probably that, figure it out. I mean, yeah. Because uh, they probably drop a lot of that expose. You're the, you're the doctor. I refuse to do math. That's true. You have a doctorate, so you have to do math. <laughs> now, Rich, you work in sales, right? Just making sure. <laughs> I just double uh, check. uh, checking. You yeah. have a doctorate in selling tires. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So she Jill right. stole the trunk. She's filling the steamer trunk with just just books. Because that's all she has to do. That she has no other. She has nothing else to do. Um, I'll, does, do we even? So I guess she's packing these books up. What just to store them, right? I guess. 
um, in the garage. Uh, but yeah, I knows why she's packing up these books. Um, so Jill initially insists that Tim can carry the, the chest of books, right? She says, you know, you can go and carry these for me. But then doubt creeps in. She says she doesn't actually think that she can because of how heavy it's become. And so, of course, Tim wants to prove to her that he can, in fact, lift this heavy thing of books. So he goes and, and you know, picks it up, carries it from their little kitchen area all the way to the garage, uh, showing off the whole time. Jill is really noticing him uh, carrying these books. And then as soon as he gets in the garage, he starts making all these sounds. And it's clear that he's in pain. And he's showing his weakness. And Mark is in the garage, too. So he's... Mark? Witnessing Mark, all of this. Mark is sitting in the frame of the hot rod. The hot rod's yep. not built yet. Mark is sitting in the middle of the frame, playing with a piece of it. I think Mark was in there the entire day. I don't think Mark was this <laughs> I think Do you Mark think... Because... Yeah, I... Go he, ahead. I'm sorry. Just, there's no music. There's no sound. There's no nothing. He's been sitting in that garage for possibly hours. We don't know. Do you think so, watching Tim pull his groin was a pivotal moment in Mark's life that made him into a goth I, and that later? I, I would love to see the side story of what Mark did all day. What does Mark day. do all day? Well, I was at Mark in school. What time does Tim get home from work? Uh, There's yeah, that question. Always, I think he gets home at like 2 p.m. He's a great job. I'd say he's got early. He, he records a few episodes or an hour long. It's live. I'll have to reach out to Kyle. He doesn't record anything. Hey, you know, those jokes like, yeah, don't just come out of thin air. There's writing, there's writing. crap. It's all actually, <laughs> actually I think, I'm sure there's a script somewhere. I think it's a segment because you don't remember in later seasons where he has to take over for Barb or whatever her name is, the cooking lady. Remember? Oh, yeah, a, yeah. For, it almost feels like he's a, a small block, maybe 15, 20 minutes in a daytime. TV. I'm getting way too into it because this yeah. is fake. And I yeah, it's forever. just going down the path that we don't really want to go down. This is, anyway. this is that's a side that's a side episode of me explaining the universe of full time. Well, we'll develop it. So turns out Tim Poe is growing, he's making all these sounds. Uh he turns to Mark, he tells him basically keep a secret. Uh because he hurt himself, he doesn't want Jill to find out. And Mark says, Well, what if she does? What happens if she asks? And, and Tim basically tells him a lie. Uh Talks about pain. He regular yeah, pain regular versus pain, man, pain. man pain. How do you know if you have man pain? And it's if you've done something stupid, it's probably man pain. I will uh, 110% agree on that one. That is one of the <laughs> few things Tim Allen said that I agree with, because that is it's very normal to be like it, it's the classic. Nah, I got this, mm-hmm. which happens a lot. No, nah, nah, I'll carry this or bend here or, or lift that. The, the all and the it, grocery bags in one trip or all one the... trip. All the suitcases and luggage and trying to lift a three hundred and fifty pound side of pig by yourself. All right, all right. Anyway, yeah, long and, we, uh, come on. We can all relate to that. You're lifting vials hey. and beakers, like a big box of glass beakers, and you have to carry them to the through the lab. All well, you're Andrew, doing uh, is Rich, posting Rich, stories Rich, on Instagram Rich, about three legged cats Rich, and dogs. Rich is, <laughs> that cat lifting tires is fine. <laughs> He has, he has three legs and he's fine. Three legs hmm. and nine lives. Yep, yeah. Him five lives at this point. Yeah. I mean, Rich is Rich is lifting heavy boxes of tires. We all got our heavy boxes to lift. So, yeah. So, literally and uh, figuratively. And Steve, yours is at this point probably encyclopedias. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So uh, now we go back to tool time. And so b- backstage, Tim is checking himself. He's checking his bandages out uh, from his groin. And he tells Al that he pulled it. And, you know, he can't lift. His doctor told him he can't lift any heavy things today. Um, and I, I, there's a couple things here. First of all, he's, like, checking himself out. And he tells Carl. Call- he tells Al to come over here, and Al says, like, that's not in my contract. Yes, that's, yeah, that's not in my, <laughs> in my job description. And then he says, do you ever feel like your groin is on fire? And Al says, every night. Oh, God. <laughs> that joke, I don't know how that relates. I, I think he meant, like, I work too hard joke. No, but more no. Like, I've, I, I've got to read. 
No, it's that way he's single and he's just like, you know. He's sexually lonely. frustrated. There it is. I just assume he has SCD. I don't know. He's probably, oh. he's probably chafing the skin down there. <laughs> it's edgy for her. I guess yeah, yeah, it was my <laughs> Um, so on, on tool time now, uh, we're, you know, now we're live on tool time and Al and Tim are bantering back and forth. They're, they're working with cement today. So big bags of cement are present and Tim of course makes fun of Al and eventually he makes fun of Al's cookies. So to get back at Tim, Al tosses this huge bag of cement to Tim and Tim drops it right away because he's not supposed to lift anything heavy. So there's that little gag where, you know, of course he falls down. So he heard, the well, they're talking about the concrete. And Tim gets so pumped on it. And he starts rambling off what concrete's made out of and getting into getting a truck and getting the truck. And he's and he starts literally getting sexually excited. Like he's getting oh and then to the point where he re-injures his groin and bends over. Speaking yeah, of sexually excited, excited. What, what's going on with the squeaky bed over there? Uh, uh, my... oh, that, that's the cat. The cat. Is <laughs> no, I mean, this the chair. This. Oh, wait, Steve. It's, it's my chair. Oh. <laughs> I got I got oh, chairs like... from Walmart. Oh, Walmart. okay. Qu- quality products. Walmart. Shop Walmart. Hey, man. No, I don't judge. Walmart's one of our sponsors, so we can't. There you go. Oh, oh man. Okay. <sighs> anyway, <clears throat> all right. So now we're back in the Taylor house. Tim is lying on the couch in pajamas that are very 90s uh he's flipping through the tv he's obviously in pain randy comes home dressed in a peter pan costume he starts showing off to everyone he's he starts kind of prancing around and tim gets up right away he shuts that shit down he tells randy men don't prance um they jump they skip but they never ever prance and <clears throat> that's true um, there. well actually no, just I mean, pe- people, don't, people don't print people just can do whatever they want well they you, have a, nobody, how, you move how you feel what is the difference go ahead go ahead I have never pranced <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with prancing I'm not against prancing well I'm not I'm not a reindeer oh, so here's, I, what, here's what I want to know What's so the you're saying between Damn it, Rich. What's the... You can prance. <laughs> what is the... All, that, all through the lab. You could prance all through Mr. Michelin's birthday party you were at the other night. You what can prance wherever you want. between skipping and prancing? Prancing, prancing. is like, uh, like um, you know, like... More animalistic. Yeah. What? No, not animalistic. More animalistic. More like a no. deer. Yeah, like a I'd fawn. Say, I'd say prancing probably has some more, like, arm movements in it. Like, like oh, Creature, you're a woodland creature. Yeah, you're you're fancy free. There's no hunt. Just because you've never pranced and you don't rough. know how to prance, doesn't mean other people can't prance. I think the real problem is you've never felt enough to prance. Never prance. The pigs cat. trot. The pigs trot. Who you know they trot. Like is that before you slit their throats? <laughs> First of all, you shoot them in the head, and then you stab <laughs> or a lot different. And the cats prance a little bit. That's true. The cats do prance. Our little black cat, named Cat, she runs around the house, kind of sa- like a sassy run. That's maybe a prance. Hey, I'd right. just like to thank all of our vegetarian listeners. A 11-year-old jock. Don't forget about how to feel. Good on t- yeah, he's upset his dad. All right. So... Randy, this is all because he can't fly, too. Let me point yeah, that out. Sorry, so Randy says... Still I talking about prancing? A little bit. So Randy says Prank. that basically the reason that he has to go prance around is because they don't... The school doesn't have the equipment to help him fly. So they have, like, pulley systems. They have guy wire to help him fly. And Tim sees this opportunity. He says, oh, I can, I can, I can fly you. And Tim says, listen, do you want to... Because Randy has initially not for this idea given Tim's past and Tim says listen do you would you rather fly or prance around in these little shoes and Ceranic says fly me dad let's do it um so that's a little subplot of course he's going to build this police system for Randy's Peter Pan play at this point Jill comes home and uh 
Tim is about to admit that, listen, you know, I pull my groin, I'm, I'm in pain. And Jill's, Jill admits that watching Tim carry that trunk really turned her on. Mm. And so it's like, Tim, like, muscles, And so, she talks about it. it. She straight up says, it turned me on. Yeah. And so then, of course, Randy, you know, asked if he can go to, I don't know, Timmy's house. And uh, Jill says, please. So I, I'd like to just point this out one for one second. I think in all three episodes that we've reviewed so far, Jill has been, at least two of them, Jill has been the initiator of, um, you know, something sexual, which is something that you don't really see a lot. You know, you see that the housewife is, is sometimes viewed, especially in the 90s uh, in sitcoms, is viewed as sort of this passive um, participant. But she's been the one that's been initiating every single time. Uh, whereas Joe or Tim never really does. So thought that which was is, an interesting observation. Yeah, no, that is, which is especially surprising because, I mean, I just get the impression from Tim that whatever room he's sitting in or lounging in just smells like farts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, Devin pointed that out. So this is coming oh, really? from a female perspective. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, All right. Okay. So anyway, so Jill's super turned on, and so Tim decides to not tell her, you know, what's going on, and so they start to make their way upstairs, they start kissing, and then out of frame, Tim starts to go ahead of Jill up the stairs, and <clears throat> out of frame, well, Jill says, Tim, carry me. And so she goes and leaps into Tim's arms, and off screen we hear like, Whoa! like we hear him fall, because again, he can't carry her and um you know that's that so that's the end of that scene but it kind of quickly goes in the next scene where jill is helping tim hobble back to the couch uh jill thinks it's her fault of course because tim never told her about it and tim goes decides to go along with it so he does he decides not to tell her and make her think that it is it's her fault so um she's looking for a nice pack to help Tim, and she asks Mark. Now, Mark is still in the house, so he's still in the house. He doesn't leave okay. the house. It's okay. Still right? sitting on the hot rod frame. He's, a, he's just—he's like a little goblin. He's just always around. <laughs> a little goblin. <laughs> like Randy leaves the house, but Mark is friends. Still, in the, still in the house, you know. Um. <clears throat> so she says, "Mark, where's the ice pack?" And Mark says, "Uh." I guess Brad or Randy were using it as a parachute for Mrs. Thompson's cat. And so in the garage, um, Jill finds out about Tim's man pain because she gets it out of Mark. So she, she asks, like, oh, how, how did Daddy hurt his man pain again? And Mark says, carrying the trunk. <clears throat> so he's like, oh, okay. And so she starts playing along. So she doesn't decides not to tell Tim. She goes back into the living room and says, Tim, I feel so bad about, you know, what happened. I, I guess I didn't really realize I was heavier than that trunk. And, of course, Tim says, well, that trunk didn't give, kid, give birth to three kids, honey. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Yep. So she, she's like, oh. Classic Tim. Oh, so then she eventually decides to pour ice down Tim's pants to get back at him, uh, causing Tim to kind of jump up and says, you know, Tim says Mark squealed. Um, so then now the cat's out of the bag and we, and Jill knows about it. Okay. Anything on that scene? No, I mean, he was going to get found out eventually. They sleep in the same bed. It's strange that he she didn't notice anything the night before. I, I I think I would have liked a better kind of prank. Like, I mean, this is a big reveal, number one. So Tim lied to Jill. And number two, she he goes and says, like, that trunk didn't give birth to three kids. So you would think that she'd get to do more than it just dump ice on his pants. Yeah. yeah. So I was kind of hoping for some more of that, but oh well. But why why lie at all? You know? Yeah, like... I, I don't know. I, well, I think it goes. Like, so this is it goes to. We now kind of see what's going through Tim's head in the side yard. With so this is the next scene. He's with Wilson. 
um, you know, he's setting up the pulley system for Randy out inside in the back in the side yard and he starts talking to Wilson and he says, you know, I just, I still wanted to impress Jill. Like she reads all these romantic novels and these are young guys and you know, I'm older and I, I still wanted to impress my bride. And Wilson says, well, it sounds like you were peacocking. Um, but Tim, you have something much more than those young guys in the novels. Uh, he basically tells her that a good sign of a lover or man is to love the same woman for a lifetime. I actually have this. Wait, actually, let's. It was a, it? He gave him. He gave him like a. It was a Chinese proverb. Yeah, he starts mm. speaking, I guess, in Mandarin, and then uh, he said he he starts talking in Chinese, and then Tim looks at him and goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, I, I don't understand the Mandarin dialect." Like a joke, mm. and, and it's it's kind of funny, but at the same time, like. Yeah, there's no reason why he would understand the manner of dialogue. <laughs> yes. I I wonder if if whatever Wilson made any sense or if it was just completely insensitive. He was just like making up Chinese in the spot. Yeah, I'm um, curious. I wish I knew someone that was Chinese to tell me how real that saying was. Unfortunately, uh, we have cold no Chinese friends in our lives. You're well, telling I mean, me that one Chinese person at your your weird gene splicing whoa, facility that whoa, you work in day to day. Whoa, whoa, Tell me there's not one Chinese man. Some serious stereotypes right now. Yes, he's not. He, I'd like to know. I want you to say right now there's not one Chinese person at your job. I want you to say that aloud. Because <laughs> you can't. You can't say it. I don't see uh, culture. Sorry. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I just want um, to hear you say aloud. Also, also, there's Google Translate, so you can just simply. You know, Hold it up to the TV why, and find out. Why don't you go do that right now? Um, uh, you're, you're, you're our researcher. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. So get, get out of your big chair. I'm in, the, <laughs> I'm in the big chair now. I am. I'm rocking back and forth. So That's now we're nice. we're um so I, I Tim goes so now it's a new scene. We're back we're still in the side yard. Three boys are out there with Tim, and Tim is dream, demonstrating the pulley system uh, that he's going to use to fly Randy. So Brad, first of all, is making fun of Randy for Peter Pan being historically played by a girl's part. Um, I believe he's looking it in a encyclopedia. It might be. It has to be encyclopedia. Uh, he starts listing all the names of the. Uh, I guess the people have played Peter Pan over the years, and they have yeah, yeah. feminine yeah. names. Yeah, and so Tim says, you know, time to reclaim the role, make it your own role, or whatever. Said, actually, his exact words were. Take it back. Take back Peter Pan. Like, that is awfully aggressive. Yeah. Yikes. Wait, who is uh, playing Peter Pan again? Brad or Randy? Randy. Randy. Gotcha. Poor Randy. No no wonder he had such a... He's a like, he Randy was a jock. Brad's a jock. They're both jocks. And Randy's yeah, thinking, well, okay. Where do you think they got the, different. like, you know, the little, like, bully-ish... Jill yeah, whatever. Ex- Jill's excited about him being Peter Pan. But yeah, Tim, no, I think it's cool. It's got yeah, a culture. It's something different than you know, sports and violence and video games. So, which they have, yeah. That's anytime, a, but Brad still the boys, has. You know, it's an her opportunity to really. Tim says, "Take back Peter Pan, turn him into a man <laughs> who whittles, ice skates, grows hair on his chest, and he starts grunting." What Peter Pan has ever ice skated <laughs> or, or whittled? Well, I mean, they do put a lot of those productions on ice. So well, I'm I will sure say, was too, some. it's strange that he even said ice skate. I didn't know ice skate. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, it's not you. Yeah, or have, whittle, whittling is not, like, something that you, t- like, it doesn't seem, it seems very out of character. Maybe that was, like, an improv. I don't know. And the ice skating, I'm like, maybe Detroit, that equates to manliness. Ice skate, I have no idea. After that anyway. scene, they probably pulled Tim aside and said and gave him the uh, the talk to not not improv anymore. <laughs> also, I I, I did get my whittling merit badge in Boy Scouts. So did I. So I'm very proud yeah. of that. Yeah. Yes. Whittle boys. All right. <laughs> Whittle boys. He said, <laughs> so, <laughs> they talk about the wires. Yeah, they talk about holding Nana's. They're so, you know, strong that they can hold Nana up. Um, That's the third time he's made a mother-in-law joke towards... Jill's wife. I'll point that out in one episode. I'm actually like, three mother-in-law fat jokes in one episode. Well, that's an ongoing thing. So Mark keeps asking about the ice cream truck, which becomes a thing later on. Um, so the the boy the boys work together to pull Tim up to Jill, who is in the second story ba- bedroom. She's Doesn't make window. any sense. She has the window open. Makes zero sense. Uh, he he uh, he 
gets pulled up by the boys. He, he starts, he po- apologizes her through the window. Um, of course, screws up Wilson's advice, um, which I'll play in a little bit. But he screws up what Wilson was trying to tell him. But the point gets across and Jill kind of, uh, you know, forgives him. And then we hear the ice cream truck. And so all three boys let go of the rope and run after the ice cream truck. And Tim, of course, falls. <sighs> Two stories. And we see a pigeon fly in to the window. Very the whole. Um, I, I don't know why they felt the need to have a pigeon fly in. It's but... a parallel universe. The whole thing's a parallel universe because <laughs> there's not enough trees in the backyard to rig a pulley and weight system to get three young boys to have a grown man go up, I don't know, two stories, what is that, 20 feet, 30 feet? <coughs> I and guess. Yeah. It sure. makes you, it doesn't make any sense. Um, <clears throat> I, I right. will not suspend reality on this one. I don't know what time it was. I don't know what time the ice cream truck come. I don't know why. It's, uh, it just, it just yeah. bugs me. So, just me the final scene... Uh, is back in the Taylor house. This is after the play. They're getting home from watching Randy play. And so they said, they're, you know, P- uh, Randy did such a good job in the play. And then um, Tim, well, so then they all, all go upstairs to bed. And Tim is the last one there. He notices Randy's hat is on the floor. So he bends down to pick it up. And he, like, knuckle cracks his back. Uh, so he's, like, hunched over in pain. Trying to catch up to Jill. He has his arm in a sling. He has his arm in a sling. He has a cane. He fells two stories. Yeah. But he's still, he looks at Jill and goes, I feel pretty good. Let's, let's, let's do it. Yeah, he feels pretty pretty good in the groin area. But anyway. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, I mean, you win some, you lose some, right? That doesn't apply. apply. (laughs) There you go. No. So I'm going to play Wilson's wow. advice. Here's Wilson's oh, do you advice. Load it up? Yeah, here we go. Ready? A great lover is not one who romances a different woman every night. Uh-huh. A great lover is one who romances the same woman for a lifetime. That's his advice. And then here's how Tim recounts it to Jill. Skip down. Come on. You can no, come inside. I, I was just trying to impress you. And you know what? what I thought? I don't need a different Chinese woman every night. <laughs> what? I just need you for the rest of it. There it is. I mean, say what you want about Tim Allen, <clears throat> but comedy and gold right there. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so we'll go over our segments now. Um, ways Tim screwed up. Well, I think the biggest one is that he lied about pulling his groin. Um, he didn't. He didn't really wind up telling Jill he wanted ask more than he wanted to tell her the truth. Um, Did you say John, he wanted to ask more than he wanted to ask. tell her the truth? Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was ready to go get some upstairs. Yeah, man. Shockingly enough, though, his pulley system worked. I'll give him that. Yeah, there you go. There's set up a pulley system, yeah. and it and he yeah. and it, it actually affected. It, it wasn't his fault. Imagine that he was able he was able to pull one off. Get it? And his Pull. his his uh, demise was his own children in the ice cream truck. So, yeah. Um, wasted food. I really didn't see any this episode, so that's good. There were uh, no popcorn spills. Well, wasted. I think I had something. Okay. All right. Hold on. The cookies that Al's mother apparently made. They made the during the concrete bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim said to Al. When they were talking about the ingredients of concrete, uh, like almost like those cookies that you baked, Al made a comment. Al said, "My mother baked those," and everyone laughed even more. And Tim says, "Well, I hope she's got a good dentist." So there you go. So whatever cookies got baked and chipped Tim's tooth went, the tr- I assume, went to the trash. So there's wasted <laughs> food. That's not, not very. That's explicit. not very nice. Implicit, yeah, well, but that's it's what expl- got, That's what got him the bag of cement thrown at him. So. Yeah, mm. that's a, yeah, There's a lot of Al, uh, that's actually. I'm surprised Al even got that aggressive. Well, you know what they say: simpler times. But, yeah, they don't. No one says that ever for any reason. <laughs> no one said that. <laughs> um, sure. You just have like a like a roulette wheel of random sayings. 
it's what I use to to fill awkward silences when I'm selling tires. You should you should be Google. <laughs> All right. I actually, you know, at the beginning of the episode, I googled uh, puns about tools, but it was a lot <laughs> more more difficult to work them in than I than I thought it would be. <laughs> Mr. Mullen, these tires are defective and they're blowing out. These people are getting accidents and you're going to look at these people and go, well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> like you know, cookie. Andrew, you know, Andrew, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. And, uh, you can't get anywhere unless you change it. Uh, <laughs> <what> else? <laughs> uh, um, no popcorn spills. No problem. Uh, no new guest stars. Well, you know, particularly with Pan Anderson. Uh, one thing I want do want to bring up, especially because it's getting around the holidays with Hallmarks. You know, holiday bar fest. Um, I think Al's been in a couple of Hallmark movies. So, Rich, ah. if you want to get in on that, what do I have to do? I don't. I don't know. IMDb. I'll you're find the, some cool you're stuff. The research research coordinator. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> there was not really any stunts except for maybe the pulley. Um, and, of course, the ongoing gags. We already talked about Will Tim Grizzard Wilson's advice. He winds up calling Jill a peahen um, instead of a peacock. A peahen. Oh, a peahen is a female peacock. Oh. But they're really, yeah. but they're really bland looking, though, right? <laughs> they're just brown. They're, they're, not, yeah. they're not impressive. And Joe also says, oh, Tim, peacocks can't fly. They can fly. They just can't fly well. So, they, can fl- they can flutter. They can, yeah, they can get a little height. And then, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm not getting into peacock uh, morphology here, but they can, they can get up there. They can get up there. Yeah, we can get in a whole podcast about that. There's a lot to talk I, about. Wait, why are we taking what he's saying just as fact? <laughs> why do you a- know so much about, about birds? He's a. What's working for? We talk birds. I don't know. We, what do you? We, what do you he's, he's how many? Talk. There's a lot of bird he's, talk. There's roosters and chickens pe- and birds. How many peacocks are there in Lancaster, Pennsylvania? He has a. More in, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I don't know. Twenty more anyway. than in Scranton. There you go. How's that for a number? Actually, there is a farm kind of close uh, to me that has peacocks. And uh, what are the things that spit llamas? Yeah, llamas. So pro anti-feminist. <laughs> Uh, pro-feminist, I would say that, again, I already mentioned, Jill is always mentioning sexual advances, it seems like, so it's very counter to the whole... Edgy for 1993. Yeah. Yeah, edgy for 93. There's no money involved, so it's non-transactional, which is always nice. Didn't didn't think there'd be money involved. Don't know why you'd bring that up. Uh, All right. Um, Anti-feminist, so... I don't know if this is like anti-feminist, but um, you know, Tim does tell Randy that men don't prance, which is I don't I know say, where that... it's homophobic. I would I'll go homophobic. Yeah, yeah I would go I would go homophobic. They're in, um, they it's, they they really insinuate that anything effeminate that a man does makes him less of a man. Being less of a man's a bad thing. So or really like yeah, even to take it a step further, um, I know we touched on it a little bit last uh, episode with, you know, the expectations people put like to be a man is what causes a lot of the the problems with men being asses today. Like they even put a specific mold of what a man should be like, Oh, it should have hair on your chest and watch football and go, blah, ice, blah, skating. And go ice skating, which yeah, it's random. Right. But like, I don't know. Sorry. Um, no, other- a, you're you're hundred percent right. Yeah. Wow, we got that on, we got that on a uh, recording, did we? I know. Yeah. Um, anti-feminist. The other thing too is that, of course, Tim basically calls Jill fat. He says that that trunk didn't give birth to three kids. I will give it to Jill. She looks yes. great for having three kids. I hope I look that good when I have three kids. Yeah. She is doing just fine. Yeah, she sure is. Um, and science tells us it's possible. Danny DeVito Jr. That's true. You you want me to do it? Yeah, got the lab. You've got the gene splicing equipment. You've got the beaker that we need. I'll put a baby um, in you. It's fine. What's that thing? I didn't know what it was called. Uh, pipette. Yeah, a pipette. A pipette. A, a, you could call pipette? it a pipette. A pipette. <laughs> pipette. Yeah. yeah. Still don't know. All right. 
last thing, <clears throat> Twitter feeds. Um, so Tim Allen's, the only tweet that he's made since our last episode is a 10-minute YouTube video called The Vic or something. It is literally a video about someone installing a sway bar in a car. Um, I got kind of bored of watching it after a little while, but that's all it is. Uh, it's just a tweet about this video. Hmm. If you have 10 minutes to spare, go ahead and watch it. Patricia Richardson's tweet, Twitter feed, on the other hand, since last time, is off the chain. She is very active. Um, she has a tweet about Cure PCP. Or, oh, that's probably not right. <laughs> what the? Wait a minute. What cure PCP. Cure, that's re- on. cure, hmm. cure PSP. There we go. Jeez. Right. <laughs> Progressive supranuclear palsy effect, which is kind of like a like a Parkinson's. Um, then she also saw a play at the Key Largo, which she raved about. She tweeted about how 157 Republicans voted against renewing the Women Against Violence Act. She is promoting a movie called Cubby. Um, Never heard of it. She took a picture of her dog on drought-tolerant grass. She posted a picture of her dad for Veterans Day. And one of the things that probably pertains to this podcast is she actually had an interview with the AB Club in which she talks about her career, but she also talks about the time that she made Tim Allen cry. So check that out. Andrew, by the way, she did a play at Bucks County Playhouse. Oh, right in New Hope. New Hope, Pennsylvania, yeah. I don't know when, but she says she did a play there. So, kind of a... You don't, know, you don't know any other details. Name of the play, year, came out, nothing. You know, I... Um, that's not my job to research these facts. There you go. Um, yeah, no, I, I saw that she did a book signing, and I don't know, I'm lying. Uh, <laughs> sounds, Steve, it sounds like you kind of have a thing for her. Hey... I don't know. Maybe. No, no. Hey, that's cool. That. Oh, it must be. Years. It must be nice. Nice uh, having a wife that's just DTF, twenty four seven. That initiates. After three, three <laughs> enormous children as well. You better not. It sounds like you're trying to say that a little loud, <clears throat> so, so uh, Steph hears. I know the one cat is fighting the other cat, so I'm smacking him in the head with a uh, small notebook. Uh, our, vegan, our vegan and vegetarian friends. I'm not hitting him. I'm writing at toolboyspodcast.gmail.com. Or smacking like hard, just like giving it, excuse me, tapping him, tapping him on the head so he stops. Gently, just, he's biting it. It doesn't make a difference. What happened to the spray water? Oh, they don't like, they don't, I don't know. They say that's mean. I don't know. Yeah, that, well, it is, kind of, I've never done it to Carl, but I think that the idea is. They get used to it quick, and then they don't care. Speaking yeah. of, do you guys want to see something uh, cute? No. Here's something or see? I, oh, my God. Is it, is right it you, now, in, that, is it you in a tank? No, it's, it's you in a tank. It's you in a tank top in the dead of winter. Look at Carl. <laughs> All of our viewers cannot see this. Um, oh, he's in his little house. Let's, let's, let's post it on He looks website. like Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian. He's, he is Baby Yoda. Let's post that picture on the website. Okay, so grunt rating out of five. Um, I like this. Gonna, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm giving it a three point five. I'm giving it a three point five. I thought it was yeah. good. I think, yeah, it, yeah I think that <laughs> wasn't heartfelt, but it addressed real issues. So, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, I know Rich. it's like the you know have to be a man all the time and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Rich. I mean, I'm gonna give it probably about the same, which I guess would translate to like. Uh, that's, that's 3.5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say three. I'm say three. I, don't, I don't like these decimal numbers, so three for me. Yeah, is that nice. part of having a, having a PhD is not liking decimal numbers? Yeah, that's the very first thing I teach you. Doctors yeah. only deal in absolutes. There you go. If, if I wanted decimals, I would have made this out of 10. So. Wait till these, wait till these boomers are gone and we can switch a metric, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 
right. Well, I got some. I've got some uh, fresh pigs in the blankets. I'm gonna eat tonight. So I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about. I was on eBay. We can buy the script, the actual script given to staff of this episode. I want you to try to pinpoint a number on how much it costs. Seventy-five dollars. All right, you're both wrong. I'll give you both one more chance. Rich is closer than Steve. Would you say five? I, I, my first guess was nine, then I said three. Uh, Steve, you said seventy-five. Rich $6 is closer. Forty-five cents. Incorrect. Rich, one more guess. Uh, seventy-five cents. Incorrect. Eighteen dollars for the shipping. Here's where they get you. Eight dollars. What is it signed or anything, or is it just literally no? But it is. It. I checked out uh, the. I, I should. I should have saved his name. Whatever the seller's <laughs> name was, he had other scripts from other uh, shows. Navy NCIS. A couple other things. So whoever yeah, they are, they're wh- work for the company. It's not valuable. It's just a fun piece of history. You know, why is it shipping so much? I don't know. I don't work for the post office. Why would you think I'd do that? I don't know. Kyle's girlfriend has a signed copy of a Golden Girl script. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I have an actual uh, film uh, piece. Not a whole film reel, but one of the frames from um, Star Wars Episode Three. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't know. Is the one they took out or they put back in? No, no. It's part of the... Uh, um, Epic fight between Anakin and Obi Wan on the uh, uh, lava planet, which is uh, wow. What's is it, it called? Is that is that the called? one? What's the lava planet called? Because if you don't say it, you're gonna look like a Star Wars dork. No, you know what? You can't. What's make the me lava say planet it. called? What's the lava planet called? You can't make me say it. You don't know, do you? I'm gonna call all the other Star Wars dorks. What is it? It's Mustafar. There it is. Fantastic. Rich, is this before or after Dumbledore dies? Uh, technically, it's before the cinematic Dumbledore died. No, wait. It's it's after. After. It might be after. No, no, it's before. So. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap for episode three, boys. Congrats. Hopefully, hopefully my uh, sound quality is a little better. I it is. Yeah, I, I no, it is. And that's it. Don't forget to check out our new website, toolboyspodcast.com. That's T-O-O-L-B-O-Y-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. See you next time. Our theme music today is the Home Improvement Remix by Lemon Demon.